Hello and welcome to the Car Week podcast. It is episode 10. Yes, episode 10. Yes, lad. Connor's starting us off with some motorsport news. Let's go. Yeah, bit of drama out of the Formula One world. As uh, we know, after the Japanese Grand Prix, uh, Renault have been investigated for a potential infringement on their brake bias. Uh, it has now turned out after the FIA have investigated, looked at uh, Racing Points dossier, and uh, decided all the facts, spoke to the teams, and uh, reviewed the steering wheels. Yeah. They have now decided to disqualify Renault from the Japanese Grand Prix. So that means Ricardo's sixth and Hulkenberg's tenth are taken out. Leclerc moves up to fifth, and I think it's Lance Stroll moves into tenth position. Yeah. I think I think it's don't quote me too much on that, but. It all stemmed from Racing Point putting in an injunction against uh, Renault, handing the FIA a dossier on their brake bias, their lap-dependent, distance-dependent brake bias system, which basically changed the brake bias for the uh, driver without the driver needing to put any controls on this uh, dial. So they didn't have to move any of their dials around. The steering wheel way just updated itself lap by lap, distance by distance. Uh, yeah, so the FIA, after the Japanese Grand Prix, stripped Hulkenberg and Ricardo of their steering wheels, sealed them and locked them away for investigating later on down the line. Yeah. They've now investigated it. They decided that the system itself wasn't a breach of technical regulation. So the way that it updated and the, what, the, what it did wasn't a breach in the FIA regulations. Yeah. However, the breach was that the... Um, driver was aided by the car and it breaches the rule of the driver must uh, drive the car unaided by external factors so the fact that they didn't act, uh, change the brake bias themselves that they had help by the car that's the breach in the regulation that they're talking about so that's why they have been um, disqualified from the Grand Prix I do not know how it's going to affect their results beforehand whether they can prove whether this system was on the car for early on in the Grand Prix, for the start of the season. But so far, what we do know is that Renault have been disqualified from Japan. Maybe some more if they can uh, prove, if any other teams can prove that they were cheating beforehand. But, yeah. So. I wonder whether it was, uh, like, was it malicious intent or were they, like, were they actually trying to get an advantage by being a bit cheeky or were they just trying new technologies? It's F1 teams. They're, they're trying the new technology to start with. Yeah. And then they are also... Put, they, every team it. is pushing the boundaries to uh, try yeah. and get that extra bit of edge, trying to get them extra seconds in and the lap time. Try and get as close to that line as possible. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it in the past with Renault. They've done cheeky things. I mean, Crashgate... And then you've seen uh, F ducks with McLaren. You've seen loads of cheeky devices, and then Adrian Newey at Red Bull trying to mount the onboard cameras into the chassis to affect aero and weight distribution. So F1 teams have been doing it as long as F1's yeah. been alive. So yeah. there's nothing new. It's so, nothing that's not happened before, but it's just the latest in the F1 scandals. I wonder if they were in a the team they were set on that they were going to get away with it, and if like. No one find out. I think they're appealing it, so. But no, I, don't I think, think they've um they've run out of saying that they're not going to appeal the uh, allegation or the disqualification because it's just like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, if they if they want to, what I think they should do, not appeal it, 
and then hopefully just hope they don't look into it any further they just see it as a one-time event and then uh let it blow over. let it blow over because could you just imagine if they investigate further yeah, they, found that they, they appeal using it all it season then... <laughs> from the appeal and it's like they get banned and disqualified for the entire season and it's run done that's the second time they've been disqualified from f1 if they well potentially could be second time they've uh been disqualified from f1 but that is the uh motorsport news in this world so jared what uh, news have you got for us um that will be to do with um coming at a a idea in the uk that has been proposed is for electric vehicles to have a different kind of number plate over a completely green one or where the EU tab on the end the is GB tag on the end of it is. Tag is that'll be green or some green dot. And yeah, looking into it is like um, they want to do it because they believe that it will raise awareness for electric cars. And um, yeah, just as we said different colours. I personally think it's just a stupid idea. Because it's just... I don't, yeah, get I don't quite see get what it brings. Yeah, I'll say. I don't get what they're car. trying to do with it. Everyone knows what an electric car looks like. They don't, <laughs> they don't look like normal they cars. Do do they do stand out. They stand out from the crowd. I don't see why they need to change the number plate. It's just unnecessary. It's just going to be more unnecessary uh, registration and uh, legal ideas. I don't quite know. Yeah, it's because... Um, He's said that like they got the inspiration from Canada, where uh, people who own electric cars can use toll lanes and car sharing uh, car share lanes for free. I see, but we don't have no. car share lanes. And if yeah. you come to a toll, surely they recognise your number plate anyway, so they can just know what the vehicle is. Like when you come to the Dartford Crossing. It's all number plate recognition now, so yeah. mm. they could just look at what the vehicle is and be like, okay, it's an electric car, we won't charge them for that. I don't quite... See, yeah. The only way I can understand it is in a situation like that, where electric cars and drivers are treated in a different way, where they have benefits because of being electric, like you said, like they have a different lane or something. That's the only time when I think it makes sense that electric cars is so different that they could have their own number plate. I don't think the actual number plate itself is will do anything. I don't think it affects mm. anything. But I can see that maybe like in London or something, they like have a lane for electric cars to promote not have congestion or something. But is it? Does do you need the plates? There's to no have point that? Uh, in the no. UK. I just don't see the point for it. Like in Canada, like you've brought the example. Yeah. They have car share lanes, so it's an easy way to identify mm -hmm. that that car's electric and he's allowed to be in there. But it doesn't need. We, we the don't green have plane. anything in the UK that would really mm. promote it or give it an edge. It's, what is it going to be? The inside lane is now for fully electric yeah. cars, and that's the only way you can be in there. But, and you have to have a green number plate to go. In <laughs> yeah, you have to have a green number plate to be in the electric lane, but. I don't, I don't see the point. I no. don't. There's like there's a um, quote from like the um from the RIC on it's like a head of road policy or something. Yeah. Who's saying well, while the statement seems right, there are quite there are question marks as to whether drivers would see this as a badge of honour or alternatively, 
it could foster resentment amongst among exi- existing drivers of petrol and diesel vehicles. Just imagine it starts a gang war of a number plates. <laughs> just people running around, just fly, throwing Molotovs on electric cars, being like, burn, green number plate, yeah. burn. <laughs> it was, um, another guy said that on the, on the face of it, drivers we've questioned don't seem too, imp- too impressed. Only a fifth think it's a good idea, and the majority said the number plates wouldn't have an effect on making them any more likely to switch to an electric car. <laughs> I'm not going to buy an electric car just because it's a green number plate. Uh, who is the person who has actually sat there with, who's got a petrol car and been like, wait, you're making the number plates green? Oh, let me spend This, this has changed my entire ideals. Yeah. It's like, I don't... It's just sort of contradicted itself. It's like, we're going to do this for something, yeah, but not many people like it. This is, like, this is oh. just more government rubbish that they're trying to just promote electric cars when no one wants one yet so also do they not want electric cars to be the norm they want electric cars to be the norm so mm. why make them all stand out it's because they're struggling <laughs> to make it the norm so they need yeah. something to make it stand out true they, they don't it's just not working they're not selling as many electric cars as they thought they was going to while and they uh, don't have the infrastructure do they? oh yeah they don't they have the infrastructure neither but, but this is what that, that like like the the old things that you do on YouTube, where like you just sort of be scrolling through and you find like the odd video here and there, and it's all one related to electricals, but it was from like, like ones that were being made in like the sixties and seventies. They could only do like thirty mile an hour and only go twenty miles on one charge. <laughs> so you're like, telling me if you drive at thirty miles an hour, your full top speed, you do not even have an hour's worth of driving. <laughs> <laughs> and um. And there was one thing that that made me laugh in the video was like um, you said like in the I think it said like yeah in like the sixties and seventies the UK had the had the most amount of electric vehicles on the roads. Little did they know that that was just milk floats. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone uh. else was just like perfectly fine. You just <laughs> they really showing off about. It. It was like yeah we've been doing this since the sixties, mate. It was just milk float. Just uh-huh. a milk float that ended in I don't know when because who actually gets milk delivered anymore? Yeah, it's sort of like why? Yeah. <laughs> to quick summarise, uh, that's a stupid idea. Yes. It's I don't quite know why they're doing it. I think we should move on. If they <laughs> yeah. if they did it, for example, so you know you said like Dartford Crossing obviously it scans your number plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they had things that just scan the green, and just change the number plate to green. You just see people running stopping around, you, like. just getting some felt tips out and just yeah, colouring it in, in green. Because, what, is that illegal? <laughs> what are they going to say? Is you're an electric car? Is every cop going to have to have uh, extensive knowledge of cars now to know which one's a new electric car now? You can turn any car electric if you, if you have enough if money. Smart enough. <laughs> but Jack, you've been looking at some new cars. What have you brought for us this week? Well, I want to start by saying that the Tokyo Motor Show starts like any day now. So next week's new car segment is going to have a lot of wacky cars. But I didn't include them in this one. And we're starting with the Mulgari Icon 03. So this is based on a 240i. However, it has a nice mix, nice mix of a cheeky wide body, which is based on... A, they have a series which races the 230i with like a proper race wide body kit. Yeah. So they use that along with fatter tyres, upgraded suspension and engine. Has 456 brake horsepower and 420 pounds foot of torque. And despite all the new upgrades, they've also put new parts in like carbon fiber roof. So the uh, the icon is still slightly lighter than the base car. Really? Even, yeah, even with adding everything on. 
uh, for all this, it'll set you back £79,000. And for uh, to put that into perspective, the M2 competition is around 50k brand new. So it's about 29k. For the extra money, you don't only get the upgraded suspension, bodywork and performance. You also <laughs> get the exclusivity. That's their unique selling point because the Mulgari only make 25 of each and they will take 400 hours to build. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but so, I think it looks bloody insane. Oh, it looks great. But <laughs> it's not a quick job then to make one of them. No. <laughs> Is it uh, still limited because it's a German car? Is it still limited to 155? I'm, I'm going to guess no. I, I was going to say, if you're going to do all this work, upgrade it so much, you might as well just take the limmer off it while you're doing it. And because it's, like, for example, the one we're looking at is a UK number plate. If it's in the UK, I don't think they need that. They can probably get away with not having the limiter. But I just, I think it looks amazing. I like the, if you go back to the uh, interior picture, then dials right by the uh, gear lever. Yeah. <laughs> just, just add them in for a little bit of a And they fit, don't they? They just, they look like they belong there, to be fair, like they was on the base model. But. Mm. I do wonder, because this, the one in the picture we have is uh, automatic. I wonder if they, because there's a manual M2 as well. I wonder if there's a manual version of this. I bet, I bet there might be. Do you reckon they'll do 25 of each? 25 <laughs> automatic, 25 manual? They don't sell any of the automatic. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's quite a nice car, to be honest. I like the uh, wide body as well, where it's not overextended too much. Like you nice. see some wide bodies. It is just a hint. It's just quite nice. Like, yeah. It's that, like, it's you can tell it's a, a race car. It's upgraded and it's special, but it's not too It's a in subtle face. race car. Yeah. It's, mm. it's nice. I like that. Especially with the front splitter as well. I'd buy yeah, one. I'd looking. buy one of these if I had uh, 76k. I do wonder though, because obviously it's built on the 240i, not the M2, and the M2's front is a bit more like beefier and that. I wonder if they did build it off the M2. I wonder what difference it would make. I guess we'll never know until they build one. Yeah, that more got. Next, we have the 2020 VW Golf, and so obviously going into the new age, everything's sleek and minimalistic so as expected with the interior for example all the buttons will be kept to a minimum there you know the typical like headlamp switch that is on pretty much every single vw yeah they're getting rid of that for a touch sensitive panel right it has a 10.25 inch digital cockpit paired with a 8.25 inch infotainment system and it also has amazon alexa and you can turn your phone into the key what? <laughs> Which I think them that's them trying to appeal to the younger market. How many people are going to lose their phone and not be able to drive their car anymore? <laughs> Just be at work, you lost your phone, it's like gone down the back of a sofa or something. It's like, oh yeah, I've got to walk back, why? Oh, my phone's my somewhere hand. in the office and it's the key to my car. <laughs> Just, do you reckon in the meeting they were like, how do we appeal to young people? Let's let them control their car with their phone. <laughs> but what young people is buying a brand new Golf 2020? There'll be so much. I don't know. But what next? You got your fo your phone as your key. Is your phone going to become your steering wheel? You sit in there and you play like you're playing the game. <laughs> you on plug your phone. it in. <laughs> Just a little adapter that plugs the into the th uh, USB port. What I'm saying is though, the one thing that if they're trying to appeal to a younger market, give it a proper handbrake. <laughs> they want to do handbrake turn. the <laughs> best handbrake turn they can do. Are you assuming that every young person is a yobbo in a Tesco supermarket car park? Yes, in this country, and that's a good yes. assumption. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> Accurate. Yes, you're right, to be fair. 
So the only specs I have at the minute is that the GTE will be sold with either 201 brake horsepower or 241 brake horsepower. And there's a one liter three cylinder, which has 103 brake horsepower. And uh, I, I think it's the TEO version, which has the 1.5 liter inline four, which has 128 brake horsepower or 148, depending. Um, so I am happy to announce though, that this is not a full electric car. It's yes. just a plug-in hybrid. And there is a manual and an automatic version. That's not too bad. So man. that's nice to see that even a new car coming out isn't, isn't going electric, automatic, automatic. I like that. Keeping the manuals alive and some petrol and diesel. <laughs> just some. Can we just Every look counts. at the exterior of this? Because one picture you showed me, does it not look like a bubblier version of the uh, 2017 Golf to you? Like everything just looks a bit more puffed out. Puffed out. Yeah. If this was a woman, you'd describe her personality as bubbly. <laughs> bubbly. She's, she's just a bit bubbly. A bit wide, <laughs> should we say? No, I don't get what they're doing. They're doing it with all the new cars, like the new Ford Fiesta. I don't like the boo. <laughs> no, neither do I. But the it's new Ford weird. Fiesta, they've made that a bub like bubblier. Yeah. I don't. The it's massive. The new Fiesta. The thing is that they're making all these meant to be small hatchbacks into yeah. massive bubbly monstrosities I don't quite get no or quite get why but because it's not like the roads are getting any bigger are they? no but if we're going on looks wise I probably wouldn't buy this Golf no yes it could be a manual petrol hybrid but it just looks atrocious it doesn't the more I look at the back the more I see like the boot is a bit of you can see like a bit of golf R in it with the headlights and then once it's just the only bit of the boot that looks a bit golf R the rest of it is just like a it almost looks like an SUV is. I was going to say it looks like an SUV from behind what have they done what have they done with the golf range <laughs> well they've kept it manual uh, so that's the only positive we can take the only positive is a manual so far mm. okay please tell right. me you're going to redeem us with the next one. Oh. Oh, am I going to redeem it with the next one? I don't think you're ready for this. No one in this room is ready for it in this studio. <laughs> Drum roll, please. This is what? the Mitsubishi <laughs> MI Tech. So this is an interesting one. Essentially, Mitsubishi have decided it's time for a open-sided SUV concept. Why does it look like you're about to shoot someone with that heads-up display on the windscreen? <laughs> <I know. laughs> it looks like a targeting system. And it can... Uh, it can run on kerosene, diesel, and even alcohol. So it's powered by a four-motor plug-in hybrid gas turbine powertrain. So it's never going to take off in the UK, Australia, or any country where they're pissheads and drink a lot <laughs> yeah. of alcohol. And the windscreen doubles up as a full-size, heads-up, augmented reality display, <laughs> which shows you useful off-road-related data. <laughs> it's just like a game. <laughs> Are they trying to appeal to the Halo universe? Yeah. Like, it looks like it. does it. look like when the Halo uh, Jeeps, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I, just, God, I, don't, no. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> it's crazy, is what it is. You generally look like you're playing a game with that heads-up display on that yeah, window screen. it's ridiculous. And uh, I thought I'd mention <laughs> there's no roof. <laughs> and with this being an off-roader, <laughs> it means there might be a chance of you rolling, you know, when you're going over the dunes and need that, that. Need that trusty old roof to keep you safe and everything. But if you do die, you are going to die in a Mitsubishi gas turbine SUV with no doors and an augmented reality windscreen. 
So, so it's, way, been, it's a way to go out. <laughs> while you're just on your roof, you might as well just spend your time playing some games on your heads-up display. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like the idea of, like, um the part of it that runs on alcohol. Like you said, like, if you're in a country where everyone's just a massive alcoholic, it would just be, you go through, you go through like, Tesco and something, and you feel from my cup, where's all the alcohol got? It's just the 12-year-olds in the back of the store with all the vodka. Like, hello. Now, now you say it, how many people are going to get robbed of their petrol if they know it's got alcohol in it just trying to get the free you just, alcohol? You just get some, like, some kid, like, siphoning your alcohol out of your car and stumbling so, around. You need your own little private security just to keep it safe for your fuel. Just get all the chavies in Tesco's. <laughs> Oh, come on, mate. Can I just nick a tenner's worth? Come on, please. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that is... Well, the last bit I do want to mention is a feature that they've brought. And uh, thanks to the four motor control, it can counter-rotate the wheels on each side so the car can turn 180 degrees on the spot. That's actually pretty sick. I like that. (laughs) I don't know who asked for it, but (laughs) it's there. there. We never asked for it. But we always needed it now. Yeah, apparently so. so. We never know we needed it, but now we've got it. Did we ask for this SUV? No. No. Is it cool? Yeah. I quite like it. I think I'll quite have one. It's just crazy. Just a toy. Just imagine rolling around the streets in one of them things. It'd be crazy. Does it make me want to mount machine guns on the front of it? Yes. It does look like something you could put in like oh. Mad Max Fury Road or something, doesn't it? I don't want to mount machine guns on it. I want to mount them inside so I can use the heads-up display <laughs> to target the tongue when you see the Prius in front. You've got your lock on for your missiles in the back and you just Prius in front, lock on target, boom, gone. No, it is a bit of an interesting one. But now it's time for car debate. And I'm starting with another BMW M2. <laughs> so another BMW M2 then, Jack? Yeah. So I'm starting with the M2 competition. And uh, I think it's worth starting talking about the M2 competition's engine because it has two turbos, this new one. Good lads, good lads. So it basically operates as a pair of three-cylinder turbocharged engines, which are obviously end-to-end. And that means that there's a lack of low rev lag and it also means that even when you are at high revs it still can provide the air to give you that performance you want uh so it has 405 brake horsepower and 406 pound foot of torque meaning the m2 can do 0 to 60 in 4.2 seconds and this goes for a six speed manual or seven speed dual clutch automatic transmission brand new they're about a 50k mark but second hand, uh, you're talking a minimum around 46k. I and, um, appreciate it that much. Then. You're expecting me to tell you that the top speed is 155? Yep. However, if you buy the M Drivers package with the M2 competition, the top speed becomes 174 miles an hour. Fair enough. And with the package, you also get a voucher for a, an M intensive driving course. <laughs> and, but. Is that where you learn how not to use the indicators? All I could think of was like car tailgate everyone. Yeah, yeah, the car throttle would have been tailgating everyone. (laughs) This is the M driving, (laughs) but you know, I think if you're gonna buy it, you may as well go with the extra package. Might as well get the extra. I just like that. That that is called the M driving. Yeah, the M intensive driving course. The one thing I did, from what I could find online, you can only get that in the UK. However. You can never do 174 on UK road. I would have thought, if anything, they'd do it in Germany. Is that a challenge? (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sure we could find a nice stretch of road on the M25. As long as no you do number plates. Love Green number plates. Green <laughs> number plates is what we need. What we need to do is just like, um, uh, no, the bridge in Newtown. Yeah. Just go float in the middle of that. Like, <laughs> just see how far you can fly. See how much you can launch yourself in your new M2. Yes. Write it off straight away. But don't wanna, don't worry. Connor will be a good driver because he would have gone through that M intensive driving yes. course. <laughs> so I will be tailgating everyone, flashing no indicators no whatsoever, indicators. and then on the roundabouts, cheeky little drift, you know, just just to mark my territory. And yeah, to finish off the M2 competition, surprisingly for BMW, it's only the interior that's been taken over from another car. It's kind of the same as the normal 2 Series. It's your standard BMW interior, isn't it? Like, you have a big red button to start it. And you get M4 racing seats. That's which, it. We don't know. have to do uh, in, like judge the interiors anymore. You've won. You've got a big, <laughs> big red, red button. You've got a nuclear launch button. You've got... <laughs> right, Jack. Uh, Jared, sorry. What have you got? Impress me. Impress us. Come with the uh, oh, yeah. DRS intensive driving course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have the Audi RS3, which is, is a an sexy Audi. looking car. Uh, it has a two, 2. Uh, 2.5 litre five cylinder engine, as because Audi. <laughs> uh, three, uh, has 390. Four brake horsepower, not to sixty in three point nine seconds. Oh. Three hundred and fifty-four foot-pound of torque through a seven-speed S-Tronic dual-clutch automatic transmission. Mm. Do you want to make it any longer of a name, please? I'm dying. <laughs> um, as you would expect, it's gonna have a uh, it's gonna have Quattro all-wheel drive because yeah, it's Audi's selling point. Isn't it's, it? that's their selling point. Like so that. they can put it on the grill. <laughs> yeah, but I like seeing it on the grill. So I'm yeah, saying so it, <laughs> it, it does nice, make you uh, happy. Like ah, it's ah, a Quattro. No, it's <laughs> uh, yeah, um, from new, it you're looking up to about forty three thousand seven hundred and seventy seven pounds. Wow. Bang for your buck. Mm. Uh, Integrated stuff uh, has Audi smartphone integration for Apple CarPlay and Google Android auto integration. Oh, my brain is hurting. Mm. Uh, how do I say that second word? Bang and Olfsen. Oh, yeah. Sound system. Never heard of them, but they're apparently good. Sounds yeah, a bit Swedish. Yeah. And. Um, this is a bit that in that um interest that I find quite funny is um couples is out uh, it has Audi Connect for weather conditions. Wouldn't you just look out the windscreen to see your weather conditions? It's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> the car just comes up. It's gone right. <laughs> uh, Google Maps for like traffic information, Wi-Fi hotspot combined with four G LTE connectivity. Fancy and um. For I don't exactly know what it gives you because I couldn't find anything about it, but there is a six-month subscription trial for Audi Connect, just well, in case you want to pay monthly to use the stuff in your car. Extra <laughs> stuff in your just extra car. Stuff. Do you reckon there's just like a locked function as you scroll through the dash? It's like Audi Connect. Panel. It does. It doesn't EA. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> EA. This is DLC downloadable content. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's all sort of. Find I'd say interior wise it's nice, but I, I like the red trim on it. To be fair, it like is around the air vents, very and all on the uh, yeah. 
all on the seat and these uh, gears. I like yeah. it. I feel like they could do a bit more, but for what it is, like the steering wheel, I think looks incredible. Mm. Yeah. And with the digital, uh, the digital dash and. I yeah. rate it. Yeah. I like it. I, don't, I do right. quite like the interior. Yeah, the exterior is a bit. I don't know. The back's all right. The front. Yeah, the front. It's just. It's, yeah. it's sort of your standard Audi, though, isn't yeah. it? Really, yeah. just with some more toys inside. Right to take on you two. I brought <laughs> here we go. I brought the Mercedes A forty five S AMG. This has a turbocharged two liter four cylinder petrol, uh, putting out four hundred and fifteen brake horsepower with three hundred and sixty eight pound foot of torque. Top speed of one hundred and fifty five German car, as we always expect. Apart from the M two competition. Yeah, but you die. But, yeah, uh, but you're paying for um, uh, the intensive driving course in some package. <laughs> yeah, that's all right though. <laughs> uh, it's got an 8 speed twin clutch all wheel drive automatic uh, does not 16 3.9 seconds all this is going to about cost you about 50k around the 50k region so same as the M2 um, bells and whistles we've got some 19 inch alloys AMG suspension and AMG ride control with flared wheel arches side skirts spoiler and rear diffuser Two 10.25 inch touchscreen heads up displays with sports seats, AMG performance steering wheel, front and rear parking sensors, and a reversing camera to go along with it. So the Mercedes is stacked. Yeah. I think it's just put you two to shame, really. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> and all this in a hot hatchback as well. Yeah. Where if you two have got rear wheel drive, front, oh, front engine, rear wheel drive cars, or sports cars, hatchback. Or wheel drive hatchback. Destroyed you both. I think let's start with the interior section. The Mercedes as well. Let's move on. Easy. <laughs> Just look at that. In- Mercedes know how to do an interior. We said this time and time again, but they just know what to do. It's too shiny for me. Oh, but I think- Shut up, Goff. No one cares about your opinion. <laughs> it's too silvery. Like, if it was like... like what I mean is like... Um, I know you mean. A bit more like chrome, of a matte. Yeah, finish. I don't think it has that much chrome on it when you look at the rest of the. Yeah, interior. it's a lot of the gloss black, which is reflect. I think the yeah. seats are amazing. I think the wheel. I, I'm not a fan of all the chrome, but I, I yeah. can appreciate. It. I think I it could, looks nice. If they had that, that's what I'm on about. Is more the steering yeah. wheel. Like if it was more of a matte. Finish, if the dials were kept chrome, like the uh, the switches on the steering, but it had a black yes. backing to it. Yeah, I would actually agree with you on that. If it was gloss black and matched the whole dash and the. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I like the seat. These uh, these AMG seats. Oh, they're amazing. Going, they do look good. They look comfy as and well. And the whole like carbon dash with the suede. That's what they do well with. They put all the carbon in. It just integrates really well as well. Yeah, no, I'm happy to say the Mercedes. Mercedes interior, interior as well. Mm. Can, can I be as presumptuous to say it wins the exterior as well? So, Looks wise, the Mercedes uh, is the winner. I don't know if I I like it, but I don't know if I like the facelift as much as I like the old one. I don't know if it's still not growing. See, on me. I thought about that, but then I saw this and I thought, yeah, yeah I like it. It's definitely grown on me from when I first saw it. Definitely. I think the back looks great. It's just that... Mm. That rear, though, look at that. they got the spoiler, the diffuser, the vents on the bumper and the flared of the wheel arches as well. I know it's not much of a flare, it's only just slightly flared out, but it looks great. I, I, think see, I, I, I do like the look of the Mercedes, but I would say, just because I'm really nitpicky, is like, even with the um, one bef- the one before this model, I've never really liked the spoiler. 
Oh, the, I've always thought of it looks a little bit out of place. See, I like the spoiler on a hatchback. I think, I think it's not too big to be like, I've got a spoiler on a hatchback. I think it's just the right size to sit there, do what it needs to do performance-wise, and look as great as part of the car. Yeah, like, for, for sure, it, obviously, it, it has its function. It's Mercedes, of course, yeah, they're oh, going to yeah, make yeah. it functional. It's just, for AMG. me, aesthetically, <laughs> it's, package, yeah. it's a little bit sort of... Yeah. It works, but... Yeah, it's in an odd position. I just think it's more flamboyant than the other two cars. Like, the Audi is your typical Audi exterior. Mm. And then you've got your BMW, just just looks like another m2 the merc just just stands out when you're driving down the street i think i i am a huge fan if i'm taking my own opinions i think the m2 looks amazing it looks really I, aggressive in that don't take it wrong but, don't take, but I, I like the m2 yeah. it looks like you say it looks aggressive but mm. it just doesn't but stand out completely unbiased point of view but with a bit of my own taste i think i would say the mercedes is the best looking on the outside because it's just different like the BMW looks nice, but like you said, it looks like the other M cars, and they they all look great. Whereas the Mercedes is just something else. It's like it's you different. don't see that anywhere else. That is the A class range. Yeah. And you look at your C class range. It's different. Yeah. It's You've got completely the more different. Back in it. Yeah. So am I going to take the win on the uh, looks wise, both interior and exterior? I am happy to give it to you. I don't know about Jared. It though. doesn't matter what Jared wants. It's two to one. <laughs> He's outvoted. Well, well, either way, I'll agree with you on it because like I liked it like. Myself personally, I like all of the cars. They all look good in their own way. It is just, like yeah. I said, like the Audi's good because it's an Audi. Yeah, yeah. it's Every, a solid. You know car. it's going to work. It's going to be practical. It's a German-built car, isn't but it? But like be. you said, it, there's they've not really found a way to make it stand out yet. If Audi did something different and completely changed up their exterior, I think they'd do really well. Mm. If they actually, if they sold the ABT version, <laughs> that's their <laughs> ones. I think that's what they need to do. That ABT uh, A1 that you yeah. had in a previous episode. Mm. Definitely. So, but, no, I would happily spend my money on any one of these cars so oh yeah definitely. i think they are all cars that i would personally own i love them yeah so what we're going to say stat wise what what is everyone looking at stat wise so brake horsepower first i'm on 405 jared 494 415 out of a two liter four cylinder wow turbocharged wow. yeah that's because mine's a six cylinder with two turbos I can't believe they've got that power out of it. Five cylinder. Because Audi always... Because <laughs> Audi's Audi. They told What's me every... the five cylinder didn't exist. <laughs> What's everyone's top speed? Well, Shut I didn't up. put my... <laughs> I didn't put mine down. Shut up. <laughs> you say I didn't choose to write mine down because everyone knows it'd be 155 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Would you believe me Can if I, I told you that speed? it was 180? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 155. You win easily. <laughs> With your, with your, that's my, one W. Your my sport package. <laughs> I didn't mention that the. Android. I didn't mention that the package cost two grand. Two grand for. You could probably get the speed limit <laughs> taken off of it for less than that for two hundred quid. Who said that? Jesus. <laughs> Was she not to sixty though? Mine not sixty. I'm slacking on. A, I'm four point two. Jesus. Three point nine. Same as you on three point nine. I think it's the all-wheel drive versus the two-wheel drive. Mm. What have BMW done? Still. On paper, this yeah, but still having this. Actually, now you say it. Where is the power gone? Two turbochargers, <laughs> a six, six inline like six. The power sort of 
It's, what's like, happened? The engine's produced all the power. It's gone through transmission. It's just, the transmission's just gone. Oh, just go wherever <laughs> you want. Literally just, uh, here's the power. We've got quite a bit of power coming down. Uh, and send the, it that way. And we don't the gearbox no is just the mix of drunk and hungover. It's a sort of... <laughs> the gremlins uh, in the gearbox haven't worked properly this time. Yeah, it's just like, maybe next time. But what... <laughs> no, you say, what have BMW done to their car? I don't know, but I've made a new segment. Which car does the best skids? <laughs> <laughs> I think the BMW <laughs> might take hey, that one. Another win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've already had enough I've wins made for today. Which one kicks up the b- most dust? Yeah. We just make loads of new segments. Which one has the best BMW badge? Yep. yep. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. What one's got the biggest Quattro badge? Yeah, I'll take that. Ah. Which one has the, the best spoiler? The Audi. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. it doesn't have one, which means it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, so if you're going to have to buy one of these cars tomorrow, I know you, if no one was looking forward to this part, which one are you having? Go on, Jared, you go first. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to do it on, like, one that I would have as something to sort of, like, one for practical and one for sort of having fun with. For having fun, I would take the M2. Yeah. Because big skids. <laughs> and it is, and for pra- practical, it is quite close between the Audi and the Mercedes. Because, well. No, I'll go with Mercedes, I want a turbo. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, mind pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite in that I would have the Mercedes for fun and I would have the M2 for practicality. And I don't want to neglect the Audi because I really like it, but... Mm. Out of the three, those two are the ones that stand out. It's yeah. just the dullest of the three, really, isn't it? Can and I, yeah. it's so insane because they're all really nice cars, yeah. perform and good performance-wise. Mm. It's just the BMW and the Merc. They just stand I really out a little wonder bit more. Yeah. Where it would be if it was a ABT RS3? I think I, it, I think it would probably be the winner. If yeah. it was the ABT, but because then it would stand out. It'd be its own thing. It would have all these like just. It's just different. I like, think Audi need to take some tips from ABT and make a different exterior mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm going to have to buy one of these tomorrow... I can't put my finger on one. It'd be the M2 or the... Or the as AMG. much as I've bigged up the Mercedes, I probably want the Beamer. I'd, I'd take the okay, BMW. Agree, yeah. Yeah. I just think when you get it in black with the black alloys as well, mm, it just, just looks nice. stealth. Every time I see one on the road, I'm like, wow, because they're wide. They have that road oh, yeah. presence. <sighs> but then, if, again, I say it, the Mercedes has got all that power in such a little car as well. Mm. It'd be a little pocket rocket. But Do you know what? I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm, I think I would have the M2. I'm trying to picture. I, I could have the M2 and I could drive it like all the time. That would be my go-to like daily. I, yeah, I think I'll go. Because the Mercedes, I think that would be so much fun to have for like a month. I think yeah, but I to think live you'd get with bored it, of it mm. pretty quickly. I think the novelty would wear off after a little bit. Yeah, I I think I'd agree with you. I think I'd have the M2 as well, but the Mercedes would just be such a fun little car to it have would, for a little yeah. while. Mm. And then Audi for a long road trip, you know, just chill out with the yeah, Quattro. with all the that digital dash and yeah. So that's the decision we've come to. <laughs> yeah, I think that it was a hard one. It was actually. I think this was probably one of the harder car debates. To be fair, yeah, because uh, I would buy it all three. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. all three of them are great cars. I think. I think we just need to do a road test on all of them. So you know. Yeah, I think, think that is. Merc, a... BMW, and Audi need to reach out here. You know. 
to see sure. which one's really the best. Yeah, I think that's definitely what we need to do. Audi wins. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably wouldn't legally be able to drive out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that'll do it for this episode of the Car Week podcast. Yeah, time to wrap up. Yeah, thank number you all 10. for yeah, thank you, thank you all for uh, listening. If you want to leave us a uh, rating on whatever platform you're listening on, comment anything you'd like to see and uh, subscribe whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get in contact with us, we've got a Twitter account and an Instagram account, both at Car Week Podcast. We are going to upload regularly on there. And if you want to send us any ideas you want to see on the podcast or want to leave any reviews or anything, just message us on there or just comment on any of the videos. It'll really help us grow and let us know what you guys want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Goodbye. See you later. Bye.